As someone who lives for connecting people, bringing together consumers and brands is what today's guest is super passionate about. Prior to launching her own advertising agency, she spent more than a decade working in-house at a variety of companies, building her skill set in paid search and social media. As a conversion-driven marketer, she loves helping businesses expand their online visibility and reach their growth goals. Her expertise lies in e-commerce as she specializes in the use of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest advertising. Joining me on the pod today is Akvila DeFazio, the president of Acvertise. I got the chance to pick her brain about the world of Pinterest marketing as we talked about all the incredible ways you can leverage the often overlooked social media platform to grow your business in a cost-effective way. You're listening to The Andrew Quelo Show, the world's only podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs in fashion. Vila, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you on. We're going to talk about all things Pinterest, but uh, thank you so much for waking up super early on the West Coast to, to do this with me. Thank you so much for having me on, Andrew. So we're going to dive into all things Pinterest here. Um, you know, as a business owner myself, I'm extremely interested in this. Uh, I think that it's, you know, Pinterest is an, is an underutilized platform. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for business owners um, of, of all kinds and uh, to really utilize it to, to get better, to, to even sell on the platform. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that, but you know, for someone that is maybe unfamiliar to Pinterest, so you know, everyone knows Instagram, Instagram has a billion users. Uh, everyone knows that it's a, take a photo, post a photo. It started in, you know, for photographers, it's obviously evolved a lot since then, but can you kind of, uh, touch on for people that have maybe no idea what Pinterest is or how it works, um, how it, what it is and how it works. Absolutely. It is a great uh, social channel, but it's kind of a hybrid search and social channel because you can actively search for things and um, also, you know, socialize on different pins, uh, commenting and sharing, but it's a really great place to discover new things and shop. So uh, if you haven't used Pinterest, it has over 250 million active monthly users. Uh, so it's a huge platform, but advertising is still heavily underutilized, as you said. So there's a lot of opportunity for all types of businesses, uh, you know, whether you're a small business, uh, medium size, or even enterprise level, B2C or B2B, there are different areas that you can explore and just try to get people into your funnel and to get them to convert. Right. So that's actually the one thing you said there that like really stands out to me as a business owner is like the hybrid between, you know, the visual uh, aspect of it, which is like in my head, like the Instagram and then the kind of keyword driven SEO aspect of it that is, uh, is Google. And that's where I think the opportunity lies is because you get to kind of amalgamate those two worlds into one social media platform. And, and, and that's why I find it interesting myself. Um, yeah, it's a very unique uh, platform. I don't think there's anything out there that's this popular that's, you know, kind of does both of those things. And it's, as you said, very visual. So if you can create things that are just visually appealing and get people to check you out, um, regardless of what you're offering, it's, it could be a very effective platform. Yeah, and we'll talk about like the different types of ads and and you know the 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 creative side of it. But in, in terms of like Pinterest's demographics, like they have a reputation or they've had a reputation in the past for being dominated by women, uh, but being dominated by bloggers, by DIYers, um, and I think that's changing slowly. But can you maybe speak to uh, the demographics uh, of the user base on Pinterest and you know how that's evolving uh, day by day? 
absolutely. So as you're, you're right, it, it is mostly women still, but more men have been joining the platform over the last few years. And uh, you can see a lot more diversity of what is just on your home screen and what's being offered to you based on your behaviors and your searches. Uh, so while it is popular for, you know, cooking, weddings, makeup tips, uh, there's a lot of things for uh, the outdoor hiking industry that I've seen. Um, from software, inspirational things, uh, if you're like a fitness coach, to um, anything really. I, it, it's just, I keep seeing things that surprise me, and I know I shouldn't be surprised because every platform has a diverse group of people on it, but I think primarily it has been used in the past for just DIYers and looking for home decor inspiration or maybe upcoming life events. Uh, but it's just much more than that. It's a life planning platform, as I like to call it, because people will go in and find things that they want, uh, whether it's to, uh, you know, decorate your home office now that a lot of us are working from home, um, just trying to find different tips. There's really great content on there that you can find for different lists uh, based on what your interests are. So I'm sure that if you were to search anything, you could most likely find something on there, if not a whole bunch of it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And in terms of like regional demographics, like is is Pinterest as big uh, globally? Like I know there's a really big user base in North America and specifically like the U.S. But like, is it has it reached that that point globally where um, you know brands can can target users everywhere, or is it still very regionalized? You can target just about everywhere, but it is pretty uh, centralized to North America. Uh, it, it is still a growing platform, so be mindful of that. Uh, you can target other countries that are smaller, but just be cautious of your spend because your the competition might be higher for a particular region. Uh, so you know the more competitive something is, or the smaller group of people that you can target, uh, pricing will go up, even though compared to other platforms, Pinterest uh, CPCs are still very low. Yeah. Okay. So I was actually going to bring that up later, but now that you've brought it up, like what, um, what kind of like CPCs, I mean, I've talked to people that have utilized Pinterest as, at, as low as 10 cents a click, which to me is like, it's incredible. It's basically free. Right. Um, yeah. is that still happening or like in comparison to, to like Instagram, what kind of cost per click or, or, or Instagram or Facebook, I guess, like what kind of cost per click are we looking at on Pinterest? Uh, it's still around that point. So we have most of our clients are about the 20 cent mark right now, but uh, 10 cents is, is totally doable. And it is the lowest uh, cost per click that I've seen today across all types of channels, whether it's search or social. But for comparison, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Facebook's closer to a dollar on average, but you know, we have some clients that we've gotten it down to about, you know, 30 to 50 cents. Uh, Instagram is a little bit more just because they have fewer ad placements, but if you typically group everything together within Facebook and Instagram, since they are sister sites uh, or apps, that you can uh, get lower pricing there, but still not anything remotely close to what Pinterest is offering currently around the 10 to 20 cent mark. Um, and for comparison, if anybody's listening, that uh, you know, other social platforms, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the most expensive. So if you are in the B2B space uh, and you're looking to shift over there, just be mindful that it will take a lot more of your budget. So I know we're not talking about that, but typically we're seeing around maybe even $10 on uh, LinkedIn. So just to kind of give you a wider range of the options uh, across different social platforms. Yeah, it's good to give context so people understand like the incredible opportunity that I and that we both know is existent on Pinterest, right? Like, I mean, you have to think you're a young brand, a young company, 
you know, you're a startup company and you're looking to, to create awareness and, and get people to your website, like 10 cents a click, you could almost run a campaign for like 500 bucks and potentially, you know, start generating sales from that. And I think it just gives, you know, little guys, and I mean little guys in the sense of like, you know, company size, brand size, brands, um, an opportunity to break into a market. Yeah, very much so. Right. So, you know, I kind of, we're, t we're talking about ads and, uh, you know, again, we will get into the types of campaigns you can run um, and all sorts of the nitty gritty, but, you know, Pinterest also can be part of a really strong content marketing strategy. Um, you know, it's a great distribution channel. Can you kind of talk about how, you know, people can use Pinterest in that context? Absolutely. So some brands that want to promote their content on Pinterest at a very low cost, um, you can do things uh, like if you have a white paper or maybe a blog post that you really want to drive more traffic to, maybe it has a lead gen form at the bottom of it and you really want to accomplish multiple goals through promoting your content, getting people to read it, and then maybe take an action at the end of it. So we do that with a lot of our clients. Uh, we'll promote content on there and we'll do uh, short lists and um, you know we'll target people based on their interests or behaviors. So say that they are interested in the home improvement space. We have a, a window client. Uh, we could take some of their blog posts that they talk about how to improve your home energy efficiency uh, or reduce sound in your home um, you know, while you're working from home because all of us are hearing a lot more of our neighbors these days. Yeah. So we could promote that type of stuff without the goal of actually pushing a hard sale for their product. It's just more informative stuff that you can encompass within your own life. And something that's interesting, useful, helpful, entertaining, even uh, is really good drivers of content uh, or of traffic to your uh, piece of content. And um, lists work very well, but as long as you write out maybe three bullet points on the creative itself, um, that tends to work really well to get people to want to read more of that list or maybe just other content that's related to it. It's a good like middle of the funnel uh, platform to, to get people into that kind of consideration phase uh, and, and really get them to build a relationship with your brand. Yeah, uh, you know, you could actually use it across different parts of the funnel. So we've seen success by introducing people to a brand by sharing a piece of content that we want them to come to the site and as an introductory point for a lower cost through a website traffic campaign. But then we can also promote content through retargeting campaigns to warmer audiences. They do cost a little bit more, but it's a really great way to just keep showing people your brand and your content without, uh, you know, we, we do a harder sale on that point on that landing page of the content. So as I mentioned, you know, sending people to a helpful blog post on your site uh, and then having a lead gen form there or maybe a purchase button so people could come back through a different message that might resonate with a warmer audience through retargeting and get them to come in that way as well. Okay. And you mentioned that like the retargeting side, like the retargeting campaigns are a little bit more expensive. Like, can you just touch on maybe why that is in comparison to some of the other options and objectives on, on, on Pinterest? Absolutely. So when you are 
trying to introduce yourself as a new brand, it's a cold audience. They don't have a lot of value yet to you because you're trying to get them into your funnel. So that is less expensive. But as soon as they become warmer and warmer, um, you know, they become a higher quality lead or a customer, potential customer per se, because they've indicated that they're interested in you. They already have some sort of familiarity. They have another touch point, whether a Pinterest ad or maybe they came in from a social media post. Uh, so you know, if you want to acquire that person as a customer, it will cost a little bit more to get them to come back. And it's usually a smaller audience. So, you know, if you start with a big audience, uh, it, it, it's less expensive, but as you kind of imagine a visual funnel, it gets a little bit narrower at the bottom, thus increasing the price. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. It's like the closer you get to the, the main goal of selling, the more it's going to cost you. Exactly. So yeah, like, you know, we talk, so retargeting ads, obviously a really important component of, uh, of that funnel in getting, you know, your potential target customer, uh, down to where they make a purchase. Um, what like other functions and other ways are, are there to target people on, on Pinterest? Like I, they, I'm pretty sure they just launched a, like a shopping, uh, tool or like a, a shopping, uh, feature on their platform. Yes, they did. So that is one of the, uh, I think there's six or seven campaign objectives, but shopping is one of them. I believe it came out uh, like I don't know, sometime last year at the end of it, but it's been a really great feature, especially if you're in e-commerce, uh, to upload your shopping catalog or your shopping feed. And then you can run ads, especially for retargeting. So people can come back and see the products uh, that they've looked at previously. So similar, if you've done anything on Facebook, Instagram, maybe even Google, uh, it's a similar type of setup where you import a spreadsheet with all of your shopping products or your products, and then people can shop them easily through the system. Like so many of you listening to this episode, I spent a lot of time thinking about ways to generate incremental revenue in my business. Should we be advertising on social media? How about Google AdWords? It's totally overwhelming. And then it hit me. Isn't it easier to market and sell to people who are already customers or prospective customers? If you run an e-commerce store on Shopify, you have to think of Spently when you're looking to elevate the experience of your current customers and hot prospects. They make it easy for store owners to create beautiful email receipts, abandoned checkout emails, and other notifications with branded, personalized marketing messages and upsells. It's the easiest way to drive repeat purchases and convert abandoned checkouts with an easy-to-use platform and a top-notch analytics dashboard. Best of all, it only takes 30 seconds to install the app from the Shopify App Store. You just sign up, create some branded templates, and voila! I've tried other providers, and trust me when I say this, that Spendly is the best at what they do. You can take my word for it, or just try it out for free and see what all the fuss is about. All you have to do is follow the Spendly link in my Instagram bio, at Mr. Andrew Quayla. Now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, and for anyone that's uh, listening to this that might have a store on Shopify or is looking to, uh, you know, build an e-commerce store and is considering Shopify, they actually just recently rolled out um, an app, the Pinterest app that plugs right into your store and can help you upload your catalog directly, which saves a lot of time. It's a lot easier. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. if you can get something like that, that's huge because manually updating your feeds and importing them, it is a... It could be a, a 
a consumptive <laughs> type of exercise uh, that you know you could probably spend up doing other things for your business. Totally. Yeah. You want to find those time savers because uh, time is money, as they say. Mm -hmm. So ad types, like what do you see with your clients? Uh, Pinterest, you know, recently, and I say recently, probably in the last 365 days, I guess, um, started with ad, uh, video ads. What are you seeing in terms of your clients and, and the success they're having with, with the different types of ads? Are video um, more effective? Are the traditional like long uh, vertical pins still the way to go? Like what, what are you seeing on that front? Sure, so there are currently, I think there's uh, five. So there's promoted pins, the video promoted pins, carousels, uh, one tap promoted pins and app pins. So if you are you know, promoting an app, that's the option you want to go with. But we've seen more success lately. Um, you know, it used to be primarily just the regular promoted pin, but video works really, really well, especially when there's just so much to look at, whether you're on mobile or desktop for Pinterest. Uh, it's just a bunch of different pins and it's a really great way to stand out even if you can offer some sort of subtle motion to get people to stop scrolling and just to you know give you attention for a little bit and read your message see your visual um, so we do a lot of video there uh, another thing is carousels they are fantastic uh, especially for e-commerce so you can showcase multiple products or the same product but maybe different angles maybe a product shot and then the next slide will be a lifestyle shot just to see if you can resonate with more of your audience uh, and get more real estate in your ad unit compared to just having a one creative uh, promoted pin interesting now, like the carousel ads, is it, uh, are, are they like click-throughs or do they carousel on their own? How does, how does that work? Great question. So there's a little arrow and you can just click through and see the next one, uh, similar to what you might find on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, cool. Very interesting. And, and are, are GIFs like a popular kind of format or, or not really? They can be, but they need to loop and be at least four seconds uh, in duration. Uh, it would be considered a video file technically. So I think it's between four seconds and 15 minutes, though I don't think realistically anyone's going to watch 15 minutes of video on Pinterest. No. Could be wrong, I'm sure it's been done, but uh, shorter content tends to perform better, especially if you want somebody to act and click through and go to the next step uh, in order to convert. So uh, with GIFs, they need to be a .mp4 or .mov file. So you will have to convert it because uh, they don't accept uh, .gif. So. Okay. And in terms of like the, like, let's say we're using video to advertise, right? Like is, uh, can you, can you format the, does the video need to be formatted in, in the traditional Pinterest pins or do they come in just like a standard 1080 by 1080? There are two types of video ads that you can do. There's, uh, you know, just regular ones that you might see in your feed, but if you're on mobile, it's, you know, it's worth paying the extra, maybe additional 10 cents to do it, but they have expandable video ads. So if you scroll down and, you know, on your mobile device, uh, particularly your phone, if you're looking at it there, it will have just two pins side by side. Uh, so if you want to captivate the entire screen, you could do an expandable video where it will expand and take up the entire screen so you can captivate your audience uh, that much more. Very cool. Yeah. I, like that's like one of the, really interesting things uh about pinterest is like there's just like creatively i feel like it, there, there's so many more options compared to you know other social media platforms like instagram and facebook and definitely linkedin um so i i think like if if you're someone that's like super 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 creative um or you can afford to hire someone that's super creative there's tons 
of opportunity, uh, especially at a low cost per click to, to really take advantage of, of, of the platform. In terms of strategies, is there anything uh, that someone that's getting acquainted with Pinterest can, can implement uh, in terms of advertising? Is there anything that you're seeing with your clients that is just fairly easy to, and, and kind of straightforward to, to implement that can be successful? So I highly recommend starting off with a website traffic campaign. It's low cost, it's upper funnel, um, and you can reach a lot of people to accomplish that goal of driving traffic to your site through the content that you promote. Uh, brand awareness is also great, but you may not get people to go to your site and get them tagged with the pixel or the piece of tracking code that can bucket them into a future custom audience uh, for retargeting, such as people that have visited your website previously and did not purchase. So you can get them to come back. So while brand awareness is great, if you do have a smaller budget, uh, maybe you're just getting started, traffic is kind of the best bang for the buck. And you can't unfortunately use conversion campaigns, uh, which are lower funnels. So if you want somebody to buy something right away, you have to acquire 50 conversions through an upper funnel campaign like traffic, even though it kind of defeats the purpose of optimizing for traffic, right? So I, it's unfortunate that they don't allow you to do that until you can prove that you've driven 50 plus conversions before they'll open up that campaign objective for you where you can just automatically do that in other platforms. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I love Pinterest personally and professionally. We have clients that advertise on it, but speaking to a lot of my colleagues and other industry peers that it's surprisingly not as effective in driving direct sales. So one really great way is just to drive traffic to your site, use it as an introductory point to feed your funnel, and then try retargeting campaigns, see if they work for you on Pinterest. Uh, you know, if you can get really creative and make those great videos, um, you know, you could probably see some success there, but don't silo yourself just to Pinterest and expand into other channels, maybe like Facebook and Instagram and get people to come back in from there. Um, and then have them loop around and just do awareness campaigns on Pinterest if you have additional budget in addition to your traffic campaign, because in that way, you know, people will start seeing you all over the place and think that, wow, like you're really huge and popular and I don't want to miss out on this. So maybe I should check you out and maybe I should commit to becoming a customer. So that's typically what I recommend these days. You know, of course, uh, like anyone will, should tell you, you should test everything so you know for certain if it's right for your business or if it's not. Um, but start with traffic and go from there. Yeah. And I think like what, you know, people that are a little bit green to like advertising, uh, should be aware of is that the omni-channel approach seems to be, you know, the way to go nowadays. It's, you can't just live on one platform and you almost have to go about it that way. And, and I guess based on what you're saying, you could really use Pinterest as that, as, as that top of funnel and use some of your other channels and other social media channels to guide them down the funnel, yep. the objection, uh, the, the purchase phase. In terms of like, in terms of that customer journey, right? Would, would you agree? Cause this is what I've heard and I don't know if this is true and maybe you have data to back this up, but like, would you agree that that actual customer journey is uh, a longer one on, on Pinterest compared to some of the other platforms? I do because while it has a high amount of, monthly users, uh, it's still, you know, kind of in, an, in its infancy when it comes to advertising and driving people to make purchases compared to other platforms that have been around longer, have more robust targeting and more ad placements, such as Facebook and Instagram, and they have more daily and monthly users. So 
it has potential. It's just, you know, it's still trying to ramp up and it's a good time to get in and see how it works for your business, especially while costs are this low. Uh, plus with the, uh, you know, the whole COVID-19 thing going on right now, unfortunately, a lot of advertisers have pulled back from every platform and costs are even lower. So um, you could probably even get more out of Pinterest right now before more people jump back in or increase their budgets. Absolutely. And it's an interesting point you bring up with, with people pulling budgets on COVID-19. And uh, this is a question actually that really just came to me now, but I'm really curious to get your insights on it. Like, what's the what's the marketing, you know, the social media marketing blueprint during a pandemic? Because, you know, you get you get mixed kind of responses from people. Some people think it's aggressive. Some people think it's uncalled for. Other people think it's uh, the right opportunity because more people are engaged to, to their phone and to their social media platforms. Like, how do you feel about that? And like, what are you seeing your clients kind of kind of doing during this really interesting uh, time? Ah, it's it's such a multifaceted question, right? So there, you know, we've been fortunate enough to we've only lost one client over this. Uh, and I've had friends that have, you know, lost a lot of clients or out of work. So we're incredibly grateful that that's all that happened. And we had another one pull back on spend, but we've had conversations with our clients to shift messaging, shift strategy, um, you know, in one case, even shift their entire operations as well, just to, you know, change up their product offering to still drive in some revenue and do good for their communities. Um, it's, it's just, I think it's important to figure out what you want to do as a brand, if it's still relevant, maybe even switch to some phil philanthropic uh, tactics, but it has to be authentic and genuine because you know everyone's going through this. And of course, everyone wants to keep their businesses going and drive income for themselves because we need to survive, right? So one thing that we've seen is that as long as we find creative ways to keep advertising because typically you know consultants advertising agencies get cut first if layoffs happen uh we've talked to our clients that you know if we turn off advertising and not selfishly like you know just how are you going to feed your business and drive in more sales more customers more leads and if you turn that off what do you have to go with and how are you going to survive in the meantime and then eventually start thriving again so we've made some um, you know, cuts in budgets that we're doing, but we've re-strategized to doing more uh, content promotion rather than conversion campaigns and just being sensitive to what's going on. And if we can offer something that's helpful to people. Uh, it's also interesting, I've noticed uh, that there's a lot more traffic to our sites, but the conversion rates have gone down. So of course people are home more, they're browsing, but if you can offer a promotion of some sort, that can you know improve their life while they're at home or maybe i've seen better sales now than black friday and cyber monday so if you can do that um you know try that out i think it's a good time for it and i don't think it's insensitive if you do offer something that somebody might want because while there are people struggling and out of work there's also the other end of people that just want to shop all day online so uh just you know, see what works best for your business and if it makes sense for you to continue advertising or just maybe at a smaller uh, rate. Love that. What a great answer. Sorry, long story long. <laughs> no, no, it's like I, you know, I kind of, I feel like I threw you under the bus and caught you off guard and uh, you just, that answer was fantastic. I think like the one thing that I want to pull from that, and I think this uh, is applicable across like 
a lot of different facets of being an entrepreneur and a business owner is the authenticity part. I think at the end of the day, people have really good bullshit detectors now. And, you know, if, if you're really not being true to yourself and true to your brand and, uh, and to your customers, people will sniff it out and, you know, it, you will lose, you will lose prospects and customers and you just got to be honest and transparent and, and you're right. Like do what you can to stay alive during like these interesting times. Like everyone's got their own, their own problems, their own uh, issues from a business standpoint. And it's about, you're right. Feeding, feeding yourselves, uh, doing it in a way that is, is sensitive to, to the scenario. Right. Yeah. And I think this is uh, kind of the apex for brands to be as human as they possibly can given the, the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. This has been uh, fantastic. I want to, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people uh, where they can get in touch with you so you can help them capture all these all this web traffic and and all these conversions you can find me at akvertise.com uh, my name isn't very easy to spell but i'm also very active on twitter at akvila defazio awesome uh you are active on twitter because we have engaged there a few times and uh yeah i would encourage anyone who needs help with uh, not just pinterest but social media marketing in, in general to get in touch with akvila and i just want to thank you so much for again getting up early to do this with me Thank you. It was a pleasure to join you and I appreciate you having me on. You've been listening to The Andrew Quello Show. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Mr. Andrew Quello, and make sure to visit my website at andrewquello.ca to subscribe to my email newsletter. I hold a weekly giveaway and the only way to find out about it is if you're in my community of fashionpreneurs.